Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am Dylan, and I'm delighted to take you on an audio journey of bird, bird portraits. During this audio guide, we are going to go over two bird portraits that are very contrasting from each other. First is the threatened swan. The threatened swan is a portrait drawn by Jean Sajan, which who is a French citizen and a significant figure of the Dutch's golden era. He made the painting in 1650, although there were multiple edits after the painting was actually finished. Threatened swan is quite political, but I would like to extend on that later. The portraiture immerses the viewer by letting the swan spread its marble white wings all over the painting, taking over more than three-fifths of the entire artwork. The fluffy white swan stands with power and aggression. The sun has almost set it, or almost risen, and the swan is screaming or hissing at something, which isn't shown in the painting itself. In order to protect its eggs, which is shown at the bottom right corner, dimly lit, I believe that these artworks falls under the expressionism because of the anger and aggression in the artwork and the swan. But I also believe that it falls under the animal paintings because obviously they're ducks. On the other hand, bird is a portrait, or rather a sketch, of a bird drawn by Aldo Casanova. Aldo Casanova is an American citizen, born in 1929, is an artist that mainly focuses on sculptures. However, one of the few exceptions he had was the painting I'm discussing right now, Bird. The portraiture aggressively makes the viewers attracted to the middle of the artwork by adding a lot of negative space around the bird, and making the tone of the bird really heavy, almost being a central figure. By adding heavy black sharp lines to the bird, this makes the artwork very centralized and I do believe that this falls under the category of monocratism because of lack of colors that exist. Key similarities and key differences. Key similarities of these two paintings are definitely the transitioning or the transitioning device they used to convey the theme. Whether it's to different, uh, express different ideologies or stands, the main transitioning device they used in the threatened swan was, like you guessed, a swan. The main transitioning device used in bird is, like you said, a bird. Even though the tone of the transition used to convey the theme was different, fundamentally, it still had the same idea. Key differences are the tone and how heavy the artwork itself is, which I will get to later. So composition. Composition slash layout wise, the threatened swan consists of four elements. The first being, which is the swan itself, takes up around most of the space while being surrounded by the background, which is also another element. To be more specific, the background consists of two different elements, one being the sky and one being the ground. It is much more easier to infer this if we imagine a straight line that goes across the artwork horizontally from left to right, but the left starting from a little bit below the middle and right ending from a bit above the middle. But in a tilted fashion. The bottom is the ground itself, and the top is the sky. The background covers most of the spaces left by the swan. The last element that indulges itself in the artwork is the two leaves which are positioned at the top right corner of the frame. The leaves are behind the group that the swan is standing in, which means it is covered by the ground and covered by the swan's, uh, swan's wings, which extends until the very end of the top right corner. Bird has only one element and it's the bird itself. The bird takes up around two-fourths of the entire art while being surrounded by negative space. The bird is it's directly located in the middle of the resembles a V-shape and, to be more specific, in the middle, which is its head. The bird stretches out three ways. The first and the second direction that the bird stretches out to its wings, stretching from the middle of the artwork to left top corner and right top corner. The third direction the bird stretches out to its legs, which is barely identifiable. The leg stretches out directly beneath but ends around 4 centimeters away from the edge of the artwork.
There's one point of movement in the painting. So the swan has aggression against this entity. We can identify this action slash movement by looking at three factors. The first one being the white stance, the second being the extended wing, and the last point of aggression being the wideness of its mouth. To be more specific, usually a, mouse, a swan's mouth isn't open normally until it's threatened or aggressed. On the other hand, the point of movement on bird all leads up towards the center, like I previously mentioned. The wings and the claws of the bird all lead up to the central point of the bird. The wings are very heavy and sharp, while the feet are very heavy but dull. Because of all of the limbs but birds leading towards the bird, the central point becomes gravitationally heavy, while other movements we can spot in the artwork or all of the lines that branches out the wings and claws of the bird. For certain swan, Unfortunately, the official painting style could not be identified. However, one specific era I could narrow it down to was the Dutch Golden Age. The reason why I've narrowed, uh, made the decision to narrow it down to the Dutch Golden Age is because even though it's hints at the time period officially, the artworks around the time period also has the same style. The texture is very light and also smooth in a way, because of the points are detailed enough to a point where it's impossible to be rigid. For example, when we look closely look into the feathers of the swan, it's very smooth and almost realistic and semi-photorealistic. The smoothest is always seen in the background. On the opposite side of the spectrum, the a painting bird is very sharp, heavy, and rigid. For example, like I've already argued, the wings are made of groups of sharp, uh, sketchy lines, while its groups in a certain way it's unnatural and heavy. Rigidness can be inferred from the lack of smooth curves or smooth lines the artwork has. I could almost claim the texture to be quite dirty and murky as the sharp lines combine and overlap each other, making a chump chunk of black mush. The threatened swan consists of four different major colors, the first being white, the second being brown, the third being blue, the last being orange. The white can be visually inferred from the color of the swan's feather, the brown color can be inferred from the ground the swan is standing on top of, and thirdly blue is visually inferred from the background, while orange is not so clear located right beneath the blue background and the top right corner in the leaves. The lightning on the orange is fairly smooth and light. The bird consists of two different colors, the first being white and second being black. Yes, it's monochromatic. All of the drawings and sketches of the made of the frame are made of the use the color black, while the negative spaces are all white. The lighting and the tone is generally messy and dirty, equate to the lack of organization in the artwork. It is very unclear the true original meaning of the threats in Swan, but a lot of historians and art analysis have come together and made one theory. The theory goes like this. The artwork is a political allegory of the conflict between the Grand Peninsularly known as John the Wit of Holland, protecting the country from its enemies. For background information, the Grand Peninsularly or John the Wit is the most important Dutch official during the time of the Dutch Empire, who had protected the Dutch Empire on multiple occasions. The unknown entity oftentimes assumed as a dog is the embodiment of the enemies of the empire. The swan represents the Grand Peninsulary, and the eggs represent the Dutch Empire and its citizens. Bird represents the damage humanity has done to the environment, and its uh, fierceness as almost a sculpture that inspired the chamber and feather show of the same name. The decapitated head likely represents the negative effects of the human's environmental questionable actions.